things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light mm, Welcome everyone Back to Being Inspired Radio. I am Amanda Johnson, your host, and I, listening to India Ari as she sings I Am Light, I am always moved and picking up on something new each time, and I Am Not the Voices in My Head really, really rings true for me in this moment, and I trust that something she said or sang rang true for you as well. I am so very excited and honored to have a very um, inspirational guest on the show today. Uh, This woman, she has been a mentor of mine. She is a soul sister of mine, and she is doing some incredible things in the world. And one of the things I love most about this show is to have amazing connections with people like Cora Poge and to introduce you to people like her um, so that we can continue to spread this message of love and light. And I will start by giving you a little more information about who Cora is. She is a certified holistic health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and she holds a master's degree in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica. And Cora's specialty is in helping her clients align with their soul and their truth to fall in love with themselves and align with their unique and sacred service on the planet. Cora believes that when we align with our soul and our truth collectively, we create heaven on earth. Welcome to the show, Cora. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's an honor. Mm, Absolutely. So you really have inspired the whole theme for this show. And anyone who's listened to any of these shows before know that Um, you know, we just, we let it flow and we see where inspiration takes us. And, um, I like to start with an idea and then see how it unfolds for us. And your idea of creating heaven on earth was the inspiration for this show. And I do have a a quote I'd like to read or a passage I would like to read. But before I do that, what I feel really called to ask is for you to share with us what it means to you to create heaven on earth? Mm. Well, what it means to me is, is an internal experience. So, so it's not about the external, at least not initially at all. So for me, creating heaven on earth is creating a space within me of peace, presence, love, silence, um, just beingness, magic. And from that space within me, um, that heaven on earth within me, my external reality will shift to mirror that. And that to me is creating heaven on earth externally. Mm. Awesome. That's so great. The, um, thank you for sharing that. The passage that I had, um, I selected to read today is from a book I've, I'm reading currently, and I've been reading it in very bite-sized chunks for the past couple of months. You may be familiar with it, Cora. I don't know if you've read it yet. Um, A Course in Miracles. Have you read it? Um, I'm familiar with it. I have not read it. Beautiful. 
and it doesn't even matter because what you're saying is is what it says and of mm. course truth is truth and we all just access it differently and what you just said really reminded me of of a number of things that I um, was being reminded of in that text as I was searching for this particular passage but I'm going to offer this passage to us and and I'm asking you and I'm asking our listeners to just you know feel into what you hear and I'll we'll take it from there and just whatever this passage inspires within you um, we'll start a conversation around so this is what A Course in Miracles says to offer forgiveness is the only way for us to have it for it reflects the law of heaven that giving and receiving are the same heaven is the natural state of all the sons of God as he created them such is their reality forever it has not changed because it has been forgotten. The forgiven world becomes the gate of heaven because by its mercy we can at last forgive ourselves. Holding no one prisoner to guilt, we become free. So there's and a so lot. It is. And so <laughs> it is. And so it is. So I, I was drawn to this passage, um, well, very honestly, because I had the word heaven in it. So I did a search for heaven and I was wondering what the Course in Miracles had to say about heaven on earth. And this one particularly spoke to me. Um, and it, it's, I'm just curious what, before I launch into what it says to me, I'm just curious as to what it says to you. What mm. stood out to you? Well, to me, the core message is really just very, very simple. And it, this can, like, it's almost, it, the quote itself is, is almost in a way too wordsy mm -hmm. to, for me because I appreciate it. And yet the, the core message is so simple. And that is, if we want to experience heaven on earth, we are called to spend a majority of our time out of our heads. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that's where guilt, judgment, shame, um, blame takes place is our heads and, and, and thinking about, is it better to give or to receive and all of that. And so my understanding and, and, uh, how I choose to live is, well, it's not about trying to figure out why I have judgments or why I'm, I'm, I'm. I uh, don't think receiving is as great as giving or whatever the, the, the story might be. It's just how about I decide that I'm not going to reside in my head anymore. Mm. Simplicity. Mm -hmm. And that is so, it is something that I am currently learning myself is how it can be simpler. Um, how can we simplify things? And, what I'd love to hear from you is because that's, that sounds so amazing. And for some of us, it is, it is a reality that we have tasted um, mm. or even a reality that we can live in for more sustained durations of time. And how for you does that, what does that look like? I mean, it, cause I, I, I hear you say, you know, let's stay out of the head. Um, mm. Let's live less in the head and more in our being and more in our soul going about your day. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Hmm. Yes. Well, so it all, I mean, my, my ideal day here is, um, and I already have started it is 
I don't turn my phone and my computer on for um, for at least at least a couple hours in the morning, mm-hmm. and that way I, I'm not scattering my brain, connecting with others, and and all of that. I just get to really connect with my own essence, and I. I love to make my coffee and then make my bed and then go for a walk. And the whole time I'm feeling my feet on the ground, I'm taking in the senses, the the sounds, the sights, the smells. And then I'm just noticing thoughts. It's like it's it's when I say live out of the head, I don't mean don't think. And this is a this is a very this is a really important discrepancy from my from my sense is that I'm not saying turn the brain off because that is quite impossible unless we're smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> but it's like just be present in terms of the core center of energy almost as if we had a uh oh gosh like that movie inside out that we watched together. Yes. Um there's like a the primary control system, I don't like that word, the program system, let's shift it all down to our womb and our belly or our feet even. The primary source of our, of our living and our action and our decision making, let's bring it all down in the body. I, I say that there's a heart brain, there's a belly brain, and those are the brains that I recommend tapping into and then the thoughts are more like background noise like background noise I mean maybe even we could say the thoughts are more like um like a like background music (laughs) because they're not wrong or bad and in fact like trying to make them go away just gives them power from my experience so so that's what my day looks like is like my primary like drumbeat and my primary focus and my primary connection is to the ground to my body to the set to my senses to the angels and then the background music is my thoughts yeah yeah I'm I was you were saying that I'm seeing it it's like the score to the movie that we're watching you know And, and it's there to add the color and the emotion and all this you know kind of depth at times although the thoughts aren't always doing that for us but it adds this adds something to it but it's not what we're really there for you know we're there to watch the movie we're there to be in it and um, I just love that you said this because I know for myself as someone who lives has has lived in her head a lot still does um, I has identified in the past with being an overthinker, you know, all of these descriptors to stay attached to the mind and to my brain. And, um, as I've noticed in the last, you know, just in my journey, um, and I just shared this with you before we started where I said I was sitting in meditation before the show, as I like to do to ground and center. And that's my way of connecting in that moment. And I was watching just thought after thought some completely blase some very charged you know some kind of came up out of nowhere and I thought wow where's that coming from you know and in the past my experience with thoughts would have been either 
at one time to believe and follow and investigate each and every one. Um, another experience with those thoughts in the past has been to your, like what you were saying, I was trying to push them away completely, mm. which I found was impossible and often just led to more frustration, led to more judgment, led to more guilt, <laughs> led to more, all of these things that really I was trying to remove myself from. Um, and, and now it's as if, um, and I, I don't do it always, but I find that I practice more often the watching of it and, and see, and I love that image of it just being kind of the background, the background music or the background noise, um, nothing to attach to. And it, it's a significant shift, isn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And even to be entertained, right? Like, like we would be with music. So it's like, Oh, this is interesting. That's funny. Yes. Oh, look at how my little one within me is scared about um, the changes going on in my life. So my thoughts are going to trying to control this, 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 and that. Um, And and one one home play or homework home play that my coach Kira uh, gave me, Kira Sherman, is um, she asked asked me or gave me the homework to watch my thoughts. for 20 minutes a day. And, and, you know, that's no, no, uh, new sort of strategy or, or invitation, but for some reason it felt different to me this time. Mm. So I said, yes, like I'm, I'm on it. And she said, here's the thing though, Coco, you just watch them. Don't judge. Don't try not to judge. Try not just like be with your thoughts Mm. 20 minutes a day. So this was around Labor Day weekend, and I had a lot more spaciousness in my schedule um, because of the holidays. So I just did like three to five hours a day of just watching my thoughts. And what came from that was the the themes. So, So the themes that my brain wanted to go to. And how do we know something has power over us? We're thinking about it. How do we know that we're trying to control? We're thinking about it. How do we know? And, and then what, what it is that we're trying to control is actually controlling us. So, so just to notice the areas of my life. So mine were men, money, and weight. Those were the three like go-tos for me. Mm. And what would happen is at first they would, the thoughts would feel really like they had lives of their own and they were, they were like running the show as I walked. I, I did this while walking. And then as I just noticed them and just loved them even and accepted them and didn't make it wrong or bad, um, like instead of going, oh my gosh, why am I so boy crazy? Why do I want a partner this much? This is like, why am I wondering if he texted me last or I texted him last? Like, I was just like, huh, that's sweet. Mm. Or like the weight stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I healed all this. I thought I totally transcended uh, my con- like value and worth connected to my body. Instead of going there, I was just like, "Oh, okay, honey, like you still don't feel good enough. I get it." Mm-hmm. And it was like that kind of uh, nurturing, even. Yeah. And eventually, without much time, eventually the thoughts would start to just lose their charge, or even start to disappear. And then I would have 
these bursts of inspiration. Because what happens when we watch our thoughts without judgment and accept them, we become one with them and it creates space. Mm. It's like the game Tetris when you create a straight line and it disappears. So like when we become one with our thoughts, they disappear. And then the space is created for inspiration to flow, magic to flow, creativity to flow. Um, and then the other, so one of the thoughts I got while walking was email so-and-so and tell her you want to do this with her business. And she, I, I emailed her, we set up a Skype date and she was like, I was waiting for you to ask, <laughs> you know? And I was like, of course I, I, but I had to create space within my conduit because the voices in my head were drowning out the angels telling me to contact her. So that's been an incredible practice. And then the other breakthrough from that is that Kira said to me, don't try to change your behaviors and patterns based on your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Just know that as your awareness of where you're giving your power away through thought increases, your behaviors will shift. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. And all of a sudden, one day I woke up and I deleted Bumble and Tinder and it wasn't because I had to. It wasn't because I should. I just, it was just this like almost this automatic thing. And then I woke up like three days later and I stopped weighing myself every day. I just stopped. <laughs> not because I thought it was a big deal. Not because I'm going to post on Facebook about how I'm like so proud of myself. But just because it was like, eh, I'm done. Very clearly. Mm. And wow. my relationship with money has shifted so I, that has been a really powerful experience. Wow. Okay, so there's two things that came up, and um, mm. I, I noticed myself wanting to just leap in with it, and here's mm -hmm. my opportunity to space. So the behavior changes. I, that's so mm -hmm. incredible, and I, I have a, a Me Too moment a bit where the past few days, even weeks, and probably extending back for months, but it feels very, um, and it's definitely felt very, prominent in the last few days is this idea of my like my addiction to coffee and I, I'm drinking so much coffee again and I'm noticing again I'm noticing the thoughts of thinking about that um how much am I having should I have less the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and the da 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 and I was noticing that and I didn't I didn't have that beautiful invitation or guidance and yet what I by by a coach like Kira but what I noticed happened was this morning I woke up and I would typically go make my coffee and it would be the first of many cups and I would take it with me and I'd have lots of half and half in it and all this. And instead I made a hot lemon water, but it wasn't because I sat, I you know went to bed last night saying I have to have a hot lemon water today. Or even this morning, I didn't wake up saying, okay, I really can't have coffee. I really, you know, it was so I didn't even notice really what had happened until you just shared your experience. So thank you. It was as if my behaviors it shifted on its own without my, without me having to control it, without me having yeah. to say, this is what I have to do. And it was, wow, how cool. Um, and I still had a coffee later. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I had my one coffee that, you know, but there was, there was a shift in pattern. There was a shift yeah. in my, in my behavior. Um, the other thing I want to ask you about, which I think is so cool, that image of Tetris is just sticking with me. And the fact that when we can align with our thoughts, when we aren't fighting against them, when we can forgive ourselves, I mean, having that sense of acceptance and forgiveness for 
having thoughts and being, you know, being a part of this whole experience where we think about boys or money or work or whatever. And you said that it was then when we could clear the space to hear the angels and to hear their messages to us. And I want to talk a little more about that because I know for me, sometimes it's a matter of, you know, how, well, how can I even tell, right? Like it, what's, there's a question coming up around, like, how do I even know if it's the angel speaking or if it's just my mind, my ego, my persistent, you know, chatterbox. Um, can you just talk a little more about your experience with that? Like the clearing away of the space, making room for the inspiration to make room to hear the angels. If we're asking ourselves, is this my angels or is this my ego? It's not our angels. Mm. So the voice of our spirit, of our soul, of the angels, of our higher self is clear. Mm. And there is no question. Mm. Now, that being said, can we still choose to doubt it and question it? Yes. So, but, th- but then we want to come back to how did I feel in the moment when I heard that message? Mm-hmm. How did I feel in the moment when I heard that message? You know, the, I get asked this so much and it's so challenging for me because I've been talking to them since I was a little kid. They feel more clear to me than, um, than talking to other humans a lot of the time. Mm. But I feel like the angels are chomping at the bit to talk to us and they're, they're just, it's like we, we have to build a certain level of trust in ourselves and in life and the process to really hear them. Absolutely. Yes. And what's coming up for me right now is, um, the way in which they'll talk to us. And I'd love to hear if you have other thoughts on this, but someone wise once said to me as well that, you know, the angels will, they'll reach us however, like in whatever way is possible. Um, so some of us may be more open to, for example, I'm really open to numbers. I am mm-hmm. constantly seeing numbers. I am seeing 11, 11, one, two, three, seven, 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 you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm looking, I create, I, I have cleared away so I can be open and receptive to them. And I trust that they means that there's, there's, um, support in them. There, there's guidance in them. And, and there are other things that maybe I wouldn't pay so much attention to. Um, so I don't know if there's anything for you about that. I mean, if you, if you agree with that, if you don't agree, if you Mm -hmm. think that's just more mumbo jumbo, (laughs) what, whatever you, yeah, what's coming up? Oh, I don't think anything is mumbo jumbo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm a multidimensional being and I, Mm. I reside on many different realms and there isn't anything that surprises me or seems too woo woo. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that, so there's one higher energy. There's one higher power. Angels are a are a uh, character that name that we give um, pieces of this higher power. And um, so what I would say is there's one energy that's universal wisdom, that's limitless power. And that's the voice that comes through us when we're channeling. That's the energy that comes through us when we clear our brain. Sometimes I say angels. Sometimes I say higher self. Sometimes I say the one energy and it's all the same. It's all the same. And some people just have fun with getting really like close to angels. Some people have fun with talking about aliens, but it's all the same. It's all just higher self energy. It's all just energy that is in non-tangible form. 
non-physical form. And so how that speaks to us, numbers, messages on street signs, other souls having human experiences that come up to us and deliver an obvious message. It's not about how things are delivered. It's about how do we feel when we hear it, when we see it? Do we get the shivers? Do we like feel just this knowing? Do we, um, do we just sense that it's a yes? It's, it's, um, it's the, those messages are coming at us all the time all the time. And, and I do notice too, that often it's depending on what style of learner we are. Are we auditory? Are we visual? Are we kinesthetic? Will it be something that is said to us in words or something that we see in a picture? Or will it be something that we, um, like a vision or is it much more like body? I feel it in my body. Everybody's different. So it's like bio-individuality and in divine message transmission, Um, but the, but the truth is that, that it's learning that for ourselves and, um, yeah, it's getting to know what our unique, our unique divine message style is or might be. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like one way we do that, not that it's something to do, but one way we create space for that is by allowing our thoughts accepting our our thoughts grounding rooting into that heart belly or that you know excuse me the the belly brain or the heart brain or the feet Mm. and for me the word acceptance is huge and so when you said earlier the idea to accept when I'm walking down the street and I have the thoughts it's not that I'm questioning that I'm doubting that I'm pushing them away it's that I'm watching I'm laughing I'm accepting, I'm loving, I'm nurturing. And when that happens, space is cleared. And then the inspiration comes through. Yes, but we don't do it for the inspiration to come through. And this is really key because Mm. then we're attached. Mm -hmm. So we clear the space of our conduit because it feels better. Mm -hmm. We clear the space because then we're walking beacons of light and peace. And from that space, there's a gap to where we're living in that state of presence for a while. And then eventually we start to hear the messages, feel the messages, see the miracles everywhere. A lot of people are like, well, this isn't fucking working. Like, and then they like throw in, they're like this present stuff. This is for some people, but it's not for me. Well, I can't hear those angels. They must not like me or whatever it might be. And I've been there. Yeah. No, I haven't. That's not true. I haven't. Like I've always, been, I've always been like really into all of this magic, and I'm grateful for that. I I I stepped away from it when I was most in in my state of body loathing because mm-hmm. I um there was too much self hatred and and so I couldn't hear the voice of the angels anymore. Um, but what I would say is it's it is it's about radio frequencies. It's about if we adjust the vibration of our thoughts and turn down the volume, then we can live on different vibrations where, um, where almost everything is a divine message. That's how I live now where everything feels like a divine message. Mm-hmm. Everyone I meet feels like an angel messenger. So what's coming up for me now too is how this actually in a beautiful way, and I'm never surprised that this happens, circles right back to where we started um because I heard what you said around during you know how you've 
I mean, you, you're one of those, I mean, beautiful divine beings who's had this connection with angels and this curiosity and openness. And some of us have that early, some of us don't, some of us get it later. And, and it's also just, again, accepting of that and accepting of where we are and not clinging or attaching to needing that um, in any sort of form or way. And the thing I heard you say was the time in your life when you felt furthest from that was in the years when the time of your life where you were experiencing a lot of self-hatred. Mm-hmm. And that really stood out to me because, and going back to the quote that while wordy um, definitely said that, you know, the forgiven world becomes the gate of heaven because by its mercy, we can at last forgive ourselves and the idea of forgiveness and how that starts with ourselves. And when I hear the word self-hatred, mm-hmm. It is anything but forgiving. And I, I just, I in my own world and in my own life see where the judgment, the self-loathing, the criticality of how we are and who we are and all of that really gets in our way and mm. really blocks us. So that's what I heard and that's what came up. Yeah, yeah. Um Absolutely. It, it, that's, and that's what I mean by creating heaven on earth internally mm. is that it, it's, it's knowing that we are our own beloved, that we are our own soulmate, that we are God in human form, that we are divinely perfect and humanly imperfect and accepting that, accepting our bodies, our hearts, our minds, our souls as is coming to a place of as much unconditional love as possible. I mean, that's the begin to me, that's the beginning of the journey because we're born that way and then we move away from it. We're born that way and we're all 100% psychic, 100% connected to all the angels and God and heaven, 100% all of that. And then we shift away from it when we start to buy into misunderstandings and judgments about ourselves. We start to believe people who tell us we're not good enough. We start to make things mean things like our mom didn't pick us up from the crib and that means we're not good enough and unlovable and unworthy. We got an F that means we're not smart. So we start to like formulate these stories about ourselves and then we run them and then our world becomes a mirror of those stories. Oh yeah. He broke up with me. Of course I'm not good enough. Oh yeah. I didn't get that part in the play. Of course. Like um, I'm not pretty enough. It's like, it's just this, total like mirroring effect that's anything but heaven on earth as you said Mm -hmm. so when we do the internal healing forgiving transmuting of these misunderstandings rewriting of our stories much like the song you played says Mm -hmm. then we become who we really are we go back we remember who we really are and um and that is when we're vibrating on a heaven on earth experience internally. doesn't mean we won't have judgments or fears, but they're more like gnats and less like wolves. <laughs> that's a quotable right there. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. That feels so complete. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And I so cherish these these conversations and um it's just it never surprises me how we are divinely guided and and how the 
exact thing that needs to be said is said. Mm. We didn't need to script it. We didn't need to plan it. And for me, this is such an ongoing lesson that I can never hear too many times. Mm. Excellent. (laughs) And with that, I would love to pivot and ask a few questions of you just to... Not just. (laughs) That's a word I'm paying attention to lately. I would like to ask some questions of you to get to know you a little better and introduce you a bit more to the audience. So Great. And actually, I have one more thing coming Mm -hmm. through that feels really, really strong to share, which is that one thing I've learned is is, um, there's a new level. I think it's it's more of like a fifth dimension experience of self-forgiveness. And it's not so... It's actually the knowing that there's nothing to forgive. It's not like I'm going to forgive myself for judging myself. It's actually the deeper knowing that there was never anything to forgive. In other words, um, uh, I was uh, walking. uh, I took a one-on-one client out hiking yesterday on the Colorado Trail, and I went in flip-flops, which apparently was a big deal to a lot of people. (laughs) But to me, I was wearing flip-flops because I finally flew away. Flew away. That's hilarious. Threw away my my holy sneakers. (laughs) Anyways, I haven't bought new ones. So I'm in my flip-flops hiking, and this guy goes, damn, you are one hard-ass bitch. And I go, thank you. And I just smiled because I was like, wow, I have no charge around that word. And I realized it's because I don't have, like, I don't judge myself that way. I don't, it just, it doesn't have that power. And, and how I got there wasn't by, by forgiving myself for judging myself as a bitch sometimes. It was, it was instead going, I am as much a bitch as I am a sweet girl. I am as much a... Uh, murderer as I am, capable of murder as I am, capable of the most selfless act. So it's like forgiveness isn't, self-forgiveness isn't going through and like, and like, like making kind of like for, it's, um, it's not, see, the old paradigm is let me go into these judgments and say, I'm really not that. I'm sorry I bought into that I, that I'm that. Mm -mm. the new paradigm and what I have found to be so much more powerful for me is I am that as much as I'm good I'm bad as much as I'm like selfless I'm selfish and then to just drop into the wholeness of all of that to me that's our power that's heaven on earth yes and there's a difference yes there is it's the self-mutilation or even the self um kind of the ignorance of, well, no, no, I'm, I'm not that at all, which is a rejection of self. That is, and so the forgiveness can actually act um, as a disguise for rejection versus total embracing of everything. I'm so glad that you interjected with what was coming through and trusted that and shared it with us because that was yeah. a huge gift. One of my clients um, and friends taught me a little bit like of a strategy for this. So instead of being like, I forgive myself for judging myself um, as wrong or bad for, um, for overeating, she's like, wow, I really rocked that overeating thing. I really rocked eating all that ice cream. 
I really rocked that, you know, that I was feeling sad and instead I ate ice cream. Mm. And she said she's so much more likely to then choose a new behavior that's aligned with love and acceptance going forward than if she'd be like, oh, I forgive myself for judging myself as bad for that. Can you hear the di- even the yes. difference in my energy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Delicious. Mm. Oh, that's really powerful. That's really because there is such a difference. And I, I just ask anyone listening to notice in their own lives. Yeah, where am I? Where do I pretend? Not pretend, because sometimes the forgiveness can feel very real. But where is it a disguise for the rejection, as opposed to where am I inviting my wholeness? And loving all of it. And yeah, that's a powerful, powerful shift. And and it's okay if we don't get there immediately. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's a journey. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Um, amazing. Well, in these last few minutes, I would love to... Uh, getting to know Cora a bit better and, and what inspires you and what kind of lights you up. And, and these might be some other gifts to our listeners as well for them to take away with them. So um, I'd love to ask who a source of inspiration is for you and why. Yeah. So I have been feeling this immense gratitude and love for Nisha Moodley And I was in her mastermind for two years Mm -hmm. and the sisterhood uh, mastermind. And and I, at the end of the the retreat I led on Kauai last week, I just called her and was sobbing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I now see how tremendously, monumentally powerful being a part of her mastermind and that sisterhood and limit and like being shown limitless living by people who are actually living that way. And just, just how I wasn't even quite ready necessarily to step into limitless possibilities and being fierce, fabulous and free and all of that. Um, but now I'm living it much more. And I know that so much of that was thanks to her. And so she is my source of inspiration, the way she's relating to her pregnancy right now. Um, her honesty, her, her heart. I'm just very, very moved by, by her right now. Mm, Wow. That's awesome. Go look her up if you don't know who she is for sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Yes. Wow. What place or activity most inspires you right now? Oh my gosh. Being like my favorite place in the world is Kauai and I live here. And I'm just totally inspired every day by the land, by, by the power, by the energy, by the vibration, by the magic. And what's the activity that's really inspiring me is allowing myself to feel home here mm-hmm. and putting roots down and, and connecting with my community and like potentially joining intramural sports leagues and really allowing myself to be one with the community and the place. Wow. We talked earlier about how we feel um, the the oneness, the higher power, and uh, I definitely just felt that in my body now as you said that. Awesome. Mm. What are you currently working on or creating that is most inspiring you? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I'm creating um, the Modern Mystic Master Heart 2.0. <laughs> 
And we are learning so much from the one that, that is happening now in terms of how can we take it to the next level. So um, we're, I'm really excited to have two retreats on Kauai for the next one, mm-hmm. one in the beginning and one as completion at the end of the six months. And, um, and really getting clear on uh, the, the three main points or three main gifts of the master heart, which are, um, and master heart, not master mm-hmm. mind. That's very clear. Um, which is heart and soul centered leadership, um, a soul centered community, um, and up leveling magic in our lives. And those three, um, pieces of the, of the master heart are so clear. And I already see that the people coming together and who's, who's part of it. And, and it's just, it's really, really inspiring for me. That is awesome. Yeah, I can feel that as well. <laughs> and then um, just two more questions. One is if you're a reader or a podcast listener or something like that, what um, favorite book or podcast is inspiring you or has inspired you personally, spiritually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't read anything or listen to anything mm-hmm. um, because I I was really I was given a very clear direction that that it, the time of me taking in information is is over for now. So uh, from in that way, so I actually I read novels and I read novels that are just where I get to just be entertained by other people's lives. Mm. Um, I don't even know the names of them, but I will say that the book that totally changed my life on this journey was How Much Does Your Soul Weigh by Dr. Dory McCubrey. Mm. How Much Does Your Soul Weigh? And that was the beginning of my remembrance. Awesome. You know, I've, I'm hearing more and more of people standing in their truth to say, you know, I don't read books on this or I choose to, you know, not take in information here, et cetera. And I know I'm, I'm experiencing something similarly for myself. While I still read texts, I find that what I choose to read um, is on a, is at a different level. It's, it's more to the source of things versus other people's interpretations. Uh, that's one way I've seen how my reading has shifted, but also um, I pay attention to when people say, oh, you need to listen to this, you need to read that. I always check in and say, do I really? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I get a clear signal I do and sometimes I don't and then I don't I don't bother. Um, because I think to your point, there's other ways of receiving information. And for some of us, listening to that voice is really important. So yeah, that's what I, I got the message. Your time of taking in information is over on the externally is over just listen internally. Beautiful. So great. And so now for anyone who's inspired to reach out or find you, learn more about you, talk to you, um, how can they do that? The best way is, well, my website is corapoge.com, C-O-R-A-P-O-A-G-E. And then my email is cora at corapoge.com. And those are the best ways to find me. Mm Beautiful. And I will, I always like to add links. So if anyone's listening to this later and they can head on over and click on the links below, we'll, we'll make sure they're there. So this has been such, such a deep honor. And I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. 
Thank you, Amanda, for me too. And I, I adore you. So I'll, let's do this every day. <laughs> Please. I know I do one. I'm like, let's have part two really soon. Um, yes. I would love that. I, that is an absolutely is a possibility. So, and limitless possibilities really. So, um, I'm so excited for you and your master heart. Um, for those listening, do check her out. Cora's just, she's phenomenal. I, I had the pleasure of being in Peru with you and um, I hope that's not the that won't be the last time I get to enjoy a beautiful land yes and that's another thing I'm excited about I'm glad you said that is Peru where Ginny and I are co-leaving again in June amazing okay good and that I'm sure they can Mm -hmm. find out yeah good good so Mm -hmm. Peru if that's if you're being called to Peru get in touch with Cora Um, I who knows maybe I'll be called there again We'll see what where where I am led, um, and thank you everyone for listening. I love these these discussions, these conversations. Also, a quick update announcement: Stay tuned next week. I will be making a more formal announcement, but I also have some very exciting and inspirational news to share, um, and I'll have some information for how to support a dream becoming true. So please tune in um, and and be watching social media and all those places. So until next time, I extend many blessings to all of you. And I ask that as you listen to the voice of India Ari close us out, hear what she is telling you in this moment.